Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. There's always going to be the voice inside you saying you can't do something. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm a confidence coach, an ulcerative colitis warrior, Star Wars nerd, dog mom, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake addiction. It's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. Welcome back, fearless friends. I hope you're out there doing all the things you want to do and enjoying the podcast. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening. It means so much to me. And if you love the podcast, please, please, please share it with a friend, leave a review. But just knowing that you're out there listening to me means so much to me. So today I'm going to start with um, the fearless act of the week, and it's actually something that I did, um, but then it's going to spiral into our episode. Spiral's not the right word, but that's okay. Spitball? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so the fearless act of the week is I jumped really out of my comfort zone. So for those of you who don't know, I started this podcast because I really wanted to get better at speaking. I aspire to be a motivational speaker, and I started this podcast as a way to get my voice out there, and every week I continue to practice and do it, and... Um, I'm sure I'm better than some of my earlier episodes, at least I hope so. And we all know I'm working on the fact that I say like a lot, and I feel like I'm trying really hard not to do that. But it's so funny because when I listen to other podcasts, a lot of people say like, so I can't even shame myself for that. Anyway, um, this past week I had an opportunity to give a motivational speech, to give a talk, and I was so honored. Uh, my friend Tiffany Rice, uh, the spirit medium, she was on a couple of weeks ago. We decided to do an event together at her shop, and it was actually my idea, and I called it Cupcakes and Confidence because I'm passionate about both of those things. So... For the event, her and I were both going to talk about our struggles with self-confidence, and you guys know me, I love to give you tangible tips on how to better raise your confidence or whatever topic I'm talking to talking about. I always want to give you tips or something that you can go out and do if this is something that you're struggling with. So the event with this was this past week, and I got to be honest, about an hour before I was supposed to start speaking, I was panicking. My inner mean girl was saying some of the nastiest shit. The biggest one being, who the fuck are you to talk about confidence? And I really had to take a step back and be like, first of all, you are Jackie motherfucking Robbins and you did the work. That's the thing. Uh, My confidence level in general years ago was in the toilet. I based so many of my decisions on a lack of self-confidence and fear that I just had to sit down, embrace my shit, and plow through it. And now I am confident that I can help other people do it, but there was this weird imposter syndrome that like stepped in, and I was like feeling really anxious like an hour before giving this talk, and it's funny 
the group that we had, oh my God, they were such beautiful women. You knew that they just wanted to hear everything they could to be uplifted. And they were there because they believe that personal development works. I mean, I'm assuming they didn't just come for the cupcakes, although I will tell you guys, the cupcakes were delicious and they were homemade. I made bacon maple cupcakes and I also made chocolate cupcakes with vanilla buttercream frosting and there were a couple with coconut buttercream frosting and toasted coconut on top. So know that if you ever come to my events... There will be amazing cupcakes that I actually made. Um, anyway, so I was having a lot of anxiety about doing this event. I was afraid I was going to stutter. There were so many things that were running through my mind, and I really had to take a step back. And right before I got to the event, I did two really cool things. The first one was I had basically a dance party in my car the whole way there. I mean, I was singing. I was dancing in my car. I was listening to like Demi Lovato, Confident. There was some Pat Benatar, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And also one of my personal favorites is Flowrider My House. And one of the reasons I always play Flowrider My House is because I never dreamed that I was going to be able to buy a house on my own. I assumed I was always going to have to do it with somebody else. And when I closed on my house last year, a house that I got a mortgage for, I had the down payment for, and it was all me. It was literally one of the most proudest moments of my whole life. But when I walked into my house, I put on the iPod and basically just danced around an empty house (laughs) in my dress and heels to my house. And it's just a proud moment. So whenever I play that, it just brings me right back to closing day. Um, But yeah, so as soon as I sat down and realized, okay, this is a safe space, because that's the thing. If you're going to give talks on like confidence or anything else, you're probably in a safe space with people who are like dying to know what you did to get better at this thing. The first like three sentences out of my mouth was to start talking about my story. And I felt like I was, um, I could feel my mouth start to go dry. And I was like three sentences in and then all of a sudden it just started flowing. But the other thing I did right before I started doing this, and I do it before I do a podcast too, because just so you guys know, I don't generally have a ton of notes in front of me. These aren't scripted. I just kind of turn on the mic and go. And what I do is I call on my spiritual team. I call on the spiritual guides to just, you know, basically download to me, what should I be saying? And as much as I had notes, I didn't really look at them except for when I was going over specific tips because there was an order I wanted to do. But other than that, I just kind of let it rip and it worked out really well. And I will say, you guys, it was exhausting. (laughs) Like it was amazing, but it was exhausting. Like I woke up the next morning and had to go to my day job and I had to drink like three coffees that day. I was so exhausted. It takes an incredible amount of energy to really just put it out there. And I didn't know this because I haven't given enough motivational speeches where I understood the kind of energy level it was. And I like to think I have a lot of energy, But man, this was like a whole new level. And of course, I came home wired for sound. I was just like, yeah, you go, girl. You did the thing. Um, But it was a really amazing, amazing experience. Ladies who went, thank you so much for going. You, I hope that you 
picked up a couple of nuggets on the way, some wisdom, and I helped out. So that's the fearless act of the week, which actually, let me try that again, which actually leads me into the topic I want to talk about today. I want to talk about anxiety because lately I've just been feeling more anxious than normal and not that it's like crazy affecting my life where I'm just like running around like a ball of angst but for whatever reason right now I'm just feeling anxious and I'm trying to explore why I feel anxious and I'll go into that in a second but anxiety is something I talk about a lot and it's something that I've had a huge battle with for a long time. I'm not sure how much on the podcast I've talked about my anxiety But anxiety and depression were two big things that I really had to face when I realized how much it was affecting my life. Because I don't know that we always understand that our anxiety is really affecting our lives. But for me, it was so bad people didn't even want to hang out with me. So a couple of years ago, like the big turning point for me, because I was just running around like a ball of angst. I was always the person that was just like, oh my God, all these things could go wrong. What if there isn't a bathroom? Like, oh, what if it isn't good? You know, I had so many, like, what if the car breaks down? I mean, I had all of them and that person, you know, and I feel for the person that doesn't know what to do with their anxiety because you're not doing it on purpose. People aren't anxious on purpose. So if you know somebody that's really struggling with anxiety and, you know, they don't always want to come out or they get a little, we'll call it weird, you know, give them some grace because it's not easy to deal with anxiety. It really isn't. And of course, you guys know I'm going to tell you exactly what I did to try to conquer my anxiety. But here's the thing with anxiety. Spoiler. Anxiety doesn't just go away. I like to joke that you have to dance dance with it. Think of fear and anxiety as your life dance partner, but you need to be the leader. You need to be the one leading the dance. You can't let the fear and anxiety lead them. And I will say this too. There is a difference between like the debilitating anxiety that I will call it and exciting anxiety. So what that means is like, okay, exciting anxiety. As much as the other day when I was giving the talk, um, I had anxiety about not necessarily feeling good enough, but I had more of that happy anxiety to where I was like so excited to get to do this. Think of like when you travel. A lot of people I know travel, they're super excited to travel, but they get super anxious about traveling because traveling is a lot. That's what I call like happy anxiety. Like you're happy to be doing it, but you're still having that like in the back of your mind. So like think of it like that. And I mean, my anxiety ruled my world so bad for a long time. I had very severe bathroom anxiety. I know I've told you guys a lot about my journey with ulcerative colitis and having my colon removed and losing the ability to go to the bathroom. And here's the thing. If you have a chronic illness like that, it is very common for people to have some type of bathroom anxiety. And maybe you just have anxiety about going to the bathroom in public in general because it's embarrassing and you don't want anyone to hear you poop. You know what my tagline is. Everybody fucking poops, guys. I get it, though. Um, Being in public and pooping is, like, really scary. 
But you know what's even scarier? When you're not sure you can find a bathroom that's going to suit what you need to do. I personally need for the most part, a single stalled bathroom with the sink in there with me. Because in order for me to use the urethral catheter, aka the poop straw, I need to be able to use it and then wash it out. I don't want to leave the toilet area and go to sinks where people are going to basically be watching me, watching me clean out a shit straw. That sucks. That makes me super anxious. So what would happen was I just wouldn't go places. I always said no. I was that person. And eventually people would either stop asking me to go or that's pretty much what happened. People would just stop asking me to go or they would confront me and be like, well, you suck when you come. Great. Nobody wants to hear that either. Like, you know, there are a lot of different components to anxiety, but a lot of times It really just holds us back. And if you don't have the tools to, you know, master your anxiety or at least learn how to dance with it, then it's just going to rule your life. And it's, it's interesting. I've worked through so much anxiety that the fact that I feel anxious the last couple of weeks almost makes me mad. (laughs) Like I've done so much work on my anxiety. I hate feeling like this. Um, But I've had a couple of things that have been going on. Um, It started with some money. I I got some weird anxiety around money where I felt like I didn't have any, which was absolutely ridiculous. I do have money. I can pay my bills. But I had a couple of really large home improvement things come up, and I was, like, freaking out. Actually, it wasn't just home improvement. It was both my car and I had some plumbing issues, and I was just freaking the fuck out about money and I really had to pull myself back and be like okay this is not helpful you know these things are going to come up this is why you have a savings account let's take a deep breath and figure out how we can move forward so it started there and then my day job has been really busy lately and that also caused a little bit of anxiety for me where I'm just like, oh my God, trying to get all the things done. I'm sure y'all have some, you know, work anxiety where you feel like, am I doing enough? Am I getting it, it all done? You know, what am I going to do? Deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. Um, and then the last thing too, I was, I actually, there's two more things. The first one being I've had to have some uncomfortable conversations recently and every time I do it I just feel I just feel super anxious about it. I'm proud of myself when it's over, but the actual act of doing it it, it makes me really anxious. And actually, I'm going to have Leslie back on the podcast in a couple of weeks because I want to talk about confrontation because I always joke with her. I was like I feel like In the dating world, if you ever have to tell somebody, you know, I'm just not feeling it or whatever it is, I feel like it's a great way to work your confrontation muscles. Um, And her and I I both approach confrontation a little bit differently. Um, One of us ignores it, not throwing her under the bus. It is what it is. She's gotten better at it. But I wanted to, like, you know, chat about that a little bit. So I'm going to have her back on in a couple of weeks to chat about confrontation because... It's a source of anxiety and it's really just fucking uncomfortable when you have to talk to somebody about something that's bothering you. Um, and then the last thing I'm anxious about, I can't really tell you guys about yet. Hopefully I can in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for what I hope will be a cool announcement and 
Either way, I'll tell you the outcome of what's going on. Just not today. I know, I'm the worst. Anyway, so I have a long history with anxiety, and I think the crowning moment for my anxiety where I was like, okay, it is time to do something, was almost three years ago, I had a panic attack that lasted 24 hours. 24 hours. I may have mentioned this before, but I ended up having to go to urgent care because I legitimately thought that I was like having a heart attack. I did not know what was going on. My heart wouldn't stop. Everything was pounding. I felt like my throat was closing in. I had all these crazy panic attack symptoms and I was like, what am I doing? Oh my God. And she basically said to me, she was like, um, you're having a panic attack and you need to relax. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't know that. That's the thing. Guys, the worst thing you can say to somebody when they're feeling anxious and having a panic attack is relax. Like, no shit. If I could relax, don't you think I would do that? Of course. And it's also not helpful to tell people that it's in their heads. Now, whereas, yes, technically anxiety is in your head, it's still very real. It is very real when you are going through it, and anxiety is an absolute bitch. So as I'm going through this, I'm thinking back to like, okay, what can I do to try to combat what's happening right now? Because I never, it's just one of those things where I'm just having a couple of weeks where the universe is reminding me that we still have some work to do. And I think anxiety is different every day, but there's, you know, some things you can do when you're feeling uncomfortable and anxious and stuff like that. And the other thing too is sometimes you're feeling anxious because you know you need a change and you're scared. Like sometimes you're just, you're sitting in your comfort zone and part of your anxiety is that you know you want to be doing more and you just don't know how to do it. And that's when I always tell people, we'll just start. And there's so many forms of anxiety. So I'm going to tell you the easiest things that I did that kind of helped me out and hopefully that helps you out. Maybe I've talked about these before. Maybe I don't remember. (laughs) I'm not sure, but um, one of the biggest things I did to help with my anxiety is I cleaned up my environment. I think I've told, I don't know um, who I actually tell this to. I tell this to everybody, but I used to lose my keys like it was my job. I once folded my keys in my bed. I've also put them in the freezer. And at one point they were on the hood of my car outside in the driveway. So... I know. I, who does any of that? I do. Um, but I realized like I used to live like a huge slob. I could never find my shoes. I couldn't find my keys. Um, where's the dog's leash? And it was so stressful and it starts, it, it just makes you super anxious. Like if you're scrambling for your keys in the morning because you're trying to get to work, I can't tell you how many times I was late because I couldn't find those fucking keys. Um, but if you're like just living in a mess, you're just going to be anxious and you're not even going to realize it until it's happening. So you know what? Clean up your act. (laughs) Like clean up your act. Like everybody always gives me compliments about how clean my house is. And part of it is that it gives me less anxiety. But the other part too is I bought this house. This is my house and I want her to be clean. So at any point, if you just randomly show up at my house, She's going to be clean. And I take a lot of pride in that. Um, 
The other thing I like to do is, you know, at the end of the day, I call it finishing the day, which means like I don't go to bed with dishes in the sink or laundry out. I know a lot of you listening are probably like, I leave my laundry out all the time. I know you've all seen those memes where it's like, do the laundry one day, and then it's something to the effect of like five to seven business days to put it away. Just get it done. Who wants to look at laundry baskets full of laundry? Like, just get the shit done. Like, finish a task start to finish, because I know if I don't do that, my anxiety creeps in, and I'm like, oh my god, you have to finish that, you have to finish that. Um, or like the next day I feel bad about myself because now I'm looking at a sink full of dishes and I'm going to have to do dishes before I dirty more that night. Like that feels stupid. And then the other piece to cleaning up your, your environment is, um, sometimes you have to clean up your social media. What I mean by that is, are you following people that make you feel shitty Like sometimes, so I always joke, I like to follow the perfectly imperfect people. The people that are showing up as themselves with their flaws and they're just quote unquote letting it all hang out. I don't want to follow perfect Polly. Perfect Polly is not where I'm at. I'm messy. I'm crazy. I'm all over the place. I have squirrel brain. I don't want to see your perfect life put together. I want to see the mess. And if I'm looking at stuff like that, sometimes I just feel bad and then I get anxiety about, well, why aren't I doing that? Why aren't I doing this? And then it's just like a spiral. You know that social media spiral. We all do it. So, you know, if there's somebody that you're like following, just unfollow them. Take a break, you know, till you're in a better mindset because seeing all these like perfect people, it's, it's not good for your soul. The other thing about anxiety is a lot of times you're not bringing enough joy into your life. You're not having enough fun. Let me ask you guys this, even though you can't answer me. When was the last time you just went out and had a really good time, put your phone away, and just laughed your ass off for such a long time? And you just had fun. You genuinely just had fun. And I don't care what fun looks like for you. It could be all sorts of things. If sitting and reading for three hours on a Saturday afternoon is going to bring all the joy to your life, do it. I recently had a massive girls night at my house. This is so funny because I was hanging out with one of my friends and... We were doing the whole, oh, we need to get together. Yeah, that would be so fun. And then nobody ever does it. So at that moment, I made a decision. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do a girls night at my house. I was like, I'll invite you and this person and that person. And it started out where there was only going to be like three or four of us. And then I decided I bet more women need a fun girls night out. So I basically invited as many women as I could. And I think there were like 12 or 13 of us. And the general consensus was everybody needed it. Everybody needed the fun. They needed to get away from their families, get away from their lives. They just wanted to come have girl talk. Nobody was sitting on their phone all night. We were just having great conversation, great wine, great food. And somehow 13 of us managed to hold it together to play Cards Against Humanity, which I think that game is hilarious. 
but we had so much fun and it filled me up for days. Like it just re-energizes you when you have those fun moments. So if you have those friends that you keep saying, oh my God, we should make plans, go do it. Make the plan. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to hit pause right now, text your friend and say, hey, let's get together on this night. Give them a definitive night. And if they can't do that one, pick another one. That's your homework. Okay. But when you hit pause, please come back. (laughs) Um, Okay. Another thing I always remember is when I'm feeling super anxious, you can't feel anxious and grateful at the same time. So sometimes I'll just sit down um, and I always journal my five things I'm grateful for in the morning. But with the other night when I was giving that speech, all I kept thinking is, oh, wow, I should just be grateful that I got asked to do this. Like, this is amazing. Um, it is amazing that I get to do this. And I looked at it that way as opposed to, oh, my God, who am I to do this? Also, you guys, sometimes you need to say no. Sometimes you need to say no to things. How many times have you just done the, oh my God, I'm so busy. My plate is so full. I know. All right. I'm sorry. I sounded so snarky and bitchy when I said that. I hate when people tell me how busy they are. Why is being busy such a like, badge of honor. Why do we wear busy like this badge of honor? When I talk to people and I'm like, hey, how are you? Oh my God, I'm so busy. I actually feel bad for you. And I know I sound so obnoxious and judgy when I say this, and I do apologize for that. But being busy, I don't know. I don't think it's cool. I just don't. I think being busy feels sad. If you're taking on too much and you're not doing anything for yourself and you're not bringing joy into your life and you're feeling anxious all the time, where is busy actually getting you? Seriously, where is it getting you? It's getting you nowhere. You know where busy is getting you? It's putting you on track for the 24-hour panic attack because that was really what it boiled down to for me. I was so busy doing things for other people and working multiple jobs that I gave myself a 24-hour panic attack because I couldn't manage my anxiety or my happiness. So, I mean, if you're that person that's like, I'm busy, 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 and you never make time for like the fun things or the things that should be important, then yeah, I kind of feel sorry for you. And I'm not sorry to say that because... You should always have joy every day in your life and you shouldn't just be living your life for everybody else. So sometimes you need to say no to somebody else so you can say yes to yourself. And you know what? Sometimes you need to say no and don't give excuses about it. Don't be like, no, I'm sorry because this. No, you can just say no. That's okay. It is very fearless to just be like, no, I'm not able to do that and just leave it at that. Because it's none of their business why they don't want to. Maybe you're saying no because you want to binge your favorite show on Netflix and that is what you need that day. Don't feel guilty about that, guys. Don't. All right. Sorry, I got really fired up there. Anyway, last thing. No is a complete sentence. Boom. And, um, okay, so when you're in your anxiety, you need to witness it. You need to know like, okay, it's happening. I'm spiraling. What the fuck do I do right now? And I do a couple of things with this one. One of them is I have a really great girlfriend that I could call and I will literally call her and be like, am I spiraling? And she'll say yes. 
and we'll talk about it. And she's that one person who can sort of like bring me back. I also do this with my life coaches too. Um, I'm okay with somebody calling me out on my shit. And if you're not okay with somebody calling you out on your shit, then you might want to think about why that is. Um, because sometimes you need to be called out on your shit, but you need to have an openness to be able to hear it. So what I try to do is I try to redirect my brain. So like with the money stuff, I had to ask myself a series of questions. Is this helpful? Do I really not have money? Why not just be grateful that I have the money to pay this person and I don't have to put it on a credit card or anything like that? Like I always ask myself, is this productive? Because a lot of times when we're anxious too, we're either anxious about something that already happened or hasn't even happened. We're focusing on like all these bad things and the event hasn't even happened. So if you can really, and I talk about this a lot, if you can witness your thoughts, if you can witness what's going on, you can, you have the ability to pull yourself out of it. And if this is something that you want to work on, I'm always offering free 30-minute coaching sessions with me to see if there's a way I can help you. When I first launched my coaching business, I was going to be an anxiety coach. And I decided I didn't want to loop myself into just being an anxiety coach because as much as I can help you with your anxiety, it's more about self-confidence for me. A lot of things that I used to get anxious about was because I didn't have confidence in myself. I didn't have confidence in trusting my gut. And I really struggled with that. And I feel like if you can work on your self-confidence, changing how you you know, view things, getting out of your comfort zone and doing all these fun things, the anxiety just sort of melts away. Again, it doesn't go away, but by doing all of these other things to boost your confidence, all of a sudden you just don't feel, I can't really explain it. I'm not explaining this well, but working on your self-confidence will help you melt away your anxiety. So if you're like, you know what, I'm ready for a change. I want to do this. Please shoot me a DM on Insta at being fearless jacks and set up a quick call with me. It's a 30 minute call. It's free. It's a coaching call. And if you don't end up working with me afterwards, that's cool. We got to have a great conversation, right? Um, so yeah, I think that's all I got for you today. We're going to keep it short and sweet because it is actually Saturday afternoon. This is the second podcast I have recorded today. And I really want to sit down with my dog and read my book. And later I'm probably going to do the whole Netflix thing currently watching Grimm. I know I'm late to the party, but really, really loving it. It's just really dark. Um, anyway, that's, that's a little bit about the inside of Jackie. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you go out and do all the fearless things. If you want to work with me, hit me up at being fearless jacks. And until next time, stay fearless.